0: What happens now?
1: <laughs> now we start. No! Again.
0: <clears throat> scared but then we recorded for like half an hour and then we decided to scrap it and <laughs> then we're starting over as <laughs> No, I'm scared that that's all we're going to do.
1: <laughs> no, hello. Hi,
0: Hi. Yes. I'm Janice. Professional voice. I am Phil. And we are here to Can talk I, about... I like the way I said that. Can I do it uh, again? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. And I am Phil. Okay. Uh, that was the same. <laughs> I'm Phil.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Fun, jaunty. Yeah, fun. Yeah. Right. All right, we're here to talk about Dark Shadows.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think both of us have been really fascinated with the idea of this show, uh, the fact that there are... 1,225 <laughs> episodes is um, a little daunting. Uh, if we did one of these podcasts a week, we would finish this podcast series, uh, when, was it 2040? Somewhere
1: around 2047. Seven.
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: So this is the first episode. This is 0.5. We are going to just sort of give a little introduction about ourselves and talk about what we're hoping to do here. But overall, we are two people who have never seen Dark Shadows who are going to watch the show and each episode of our podcast, we'll be talking about an episode of the show. So do you want to say something about yourself, Phil?
0: My name is Phil. Yeah. I am a person. Uh, Occasionally I like to write and I like to do things and make things. And my name is Phil. And my name is Phil. Best a, one yet. Can, can I do it one more time.
1: <laughs> no, that's it. All right. My name is Janice. We are married. Oh. And <laughs> what was that? I
0: <laughs> This is not a married person's podcast. This no. isn't like, this isn't going is to be about us and who our relationship are and our and...
1: very good friends. Yes. So I'm a PhD candidate. I'm in my fourth year. I'm hoping to finish up soon. I'm working on a PhD on Shirley Jackson. So my research interests include horror, the gothic, and science fiction. And I love spooky shows and movies.
2: Describe your first experience with the horror genre.
0: Uh, sesame street the count used to scare the hell out of me oh. he would come on the screen i couldn't even watch him i would leave the room
2: 5 oh. 6 oh. 7 seven cookies <laughs> yeah
0: yeah my sisters used to like pretend to be the count and like oh. pretend to like they would start counting and it would freak me out And I'd run out of the room. Um, (laughs) That's probably why I did not do well in any of my math subjects. You're just definitely afraid of counts. I hate numbers. They're so they're
1: pointy. I mean, yeah, they're sharp. They're threatening. Yeah,
0: they're trying to get you. Exactly. Yeah. What about you? What was your first? Well, you just
1: reminded me that animal freaked me out. Uh, Oh really? uh, Yeah, on the Muppet Show. But that didn't last. That was just the I think it was the first time animal and Doctor Teeth, the two of them together. Yeah,
2: it is Doctor Teeth and it's time to boogie. Three, four. Copyright infringement is the reproduction, distribution, or display of original works protected by copyright law. (laughs) H-T-T-P-S (laughs) colon (laughs) backslash (laughs) backslash (laughs) www.dictionary.com
1: Dr. Teeth really freaked me out.
2: Yeah.
0: Musicians.
1: Well, it was more that they were... (laughs) They would come, they would be, like, really close into the camera, sort of. Rah, you know, oh, like yeah. Singing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just remembered that I did. I that there's something earlier than this that um I did. I saw a cartoon when I was little that I looked up recently and I forgot the name of, and it literally gave me nightmares and I couldn't sleep with my back to the edge of the bed because I thought the shadow dragon was going to come. What and was this cartoon? I, I we'll have to look it up and talk about it next time. Um, the thing that first came to me was that my sister. I don't know if she saw The Shining way too young or if she. Had a friend who saw the Shining and explained it to her in detail, but she explained it to me in detail. And Graphic detail.
2: detail. Canned fish and meats, hot and cold cereals, post toasties, corn flakes, sugar puffs, Rice Krispies, oatmeal, wheat, din, and cream of wheat. You got a dozen jugs of black molasses. We got 60 boxes of dried milk, 32 pound bags of sugar.
1: To the point that when I finally saw The Shining, I was like, oh, right, yes, I've seen this before. She was very good at describing the movie and terrified me, absolutely terrified me. But this is also the time when we had cable that was not as responsible as, you know, um, they put uh, HBO had ads for American Werewolf in London that showed Nazi monsters, you know. On in daytime So you'd just be a kid Turning on the TV And then ah, and then you see yeah. Nazi monsters Nazi monsters Yeah um, Yeah and we also Were latchkey kids So we'd end up watching Friday the 13th Without meaning to And you know There was Oops. a lot of trauma <laughs> Around that <laughs> But I do center it Really around my sister Explaining The Shining to me And she's only uh, Two yeah. years older than me yeah. She's not a fan of horror well, I'm sure that that was Something that She never quite got over you
2: mean they Ate each other huh? They had to in order to survive yeah don't worry mom i know all about cannibalism i saw it on tv see it's okay you saw it on the television
0: the single most terrifying thing in the world is your own brain filling in the gaps yes and yeah I, well i remember my friend Corey. he had somebody describe to him i think it was the sex pistols uh just as this just cacophonous, massive, scary sound. Yeah. And uh, Corey got really excited and then when he finally heard the Sex Pistols he was like this is so tame compared to what I had in my head. Right. And then he heard the birthday party, the band which is (laughs) a very dark and gothic and screamy sonic thing and kind of freaked out because he's like this is what was in my head when he was describing you know what the Sex Pistols were. Yeah, the brain filling in the gaps is often so much more effective. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I have other stories too, you know, going to see raiders of the Lost Ark at too young an age and, and throwing up out of fear of what Nazis. Was... Nazis? Nazis, again. Nazis again. What
0: is it with you melting... and Nazis?
1: <laughs> <laughs> melting Nazis. Yeah. Just... It wasn't the melting Nazis, it was the um, floating Mary type figure that turns into a demon. Oh, at the end, yeah. The apparition, mm-hmm. yeah, that comes
0: from the Ark. Yes. Yeah, yeah angel but, of death or whatever it was yeah, supposed to be yeah freaked yeah. me out
1: very much so and then of course yeah melting nazis doesn't help
0: you should have just um, closed your eyes like they did in the movie apparently just shut your eyes everything's yeah. gonna be fine
1: funny thing is
0: <laughs> my dad... you hated that part of that movie i, <laughs> I absolutely did... hated it i still my hate it to took... this day
1: my dad took us out of the theater and he, he was so apologetic and he's like i read a review and it mentioned the snakes i didn't know about the other stuff <laughs> We're all just sitting there melting
0: Nazi faces
1: We're all just sitting there with like Thousand yard
0: stares. These children who have just been through war Sponsored content This episode is brought to you by Dirt Dirt, it's the ground under your feet It's where you go when you die Dirt, everybody loves it Everybody knows it Everybody ate it and didn't like it Dirt, because where are you gonna put your plants? Water? You can't do it Dirt, it's not fire Talk about your first positive experience
2: with the horror genre.
0: My first positive experience with the horror genre was The Shining. Oh. I was watching the film at a way too young age because I, you know, I had older sisters who were into, you know, renting horror films. It was partially Jack Nicholson's performance Mm -hmm. uh, because it's so over the top and cartoony. I loved it right away and I love because I, I thought oh this is a comedy when I was watching right. it I was like this is really funny because he's just like super crazy he was Daffy Duck basically you know yeah. he, was, he was Looney Tunes which I could identify with as a kid and so I loved it and then you know with the big wheel and I was just like oh man to have all that space just to ride around you can go anywhere <laughs> and then that feeling of joy mm-hmm. uh, and then and then there's those girls at the end of the hallway oh. jack nicholson's goofy performance filtered through my child brain and then the the freedom of you know the kid on the big wheel and like all of that joy sort of melded with the horror of the girls at the end of the hallway the the murder and all that and you know that was a a really wonderful traumatic experience that i still hold on to to this day because that movie crawled in my brain
1: yeah mine too even before i ever saw a frame of it
0: what was, yeah. what was your... Uh...
1: Well, I was thinking about this because I often say it was watching Reanimator, and it's the same thing, where you realize, oh, this can be fun, and this can be a comedy. And yeah. it was watching it with friends, and, you know, just... I I was in eighth grade, and I was just terrified. And I remember the, the feeling of watching the opening credits where it's the Grey's Anatomy-type illustrations floating, and I was, like, getting really freaked out, and... and not wanting to do this And mm, the yeah. first time that we laughed together I remember thinking, oh, okay This this is okay uh, And then I really enjoyed it I realized it could be fun But I was thinking about it I was preparing myself before that Because I was reading a lot of Edgar Allan Poe I was reading a lot of Hawthorne And I had a friend who introduced me to Dream of the Rare Bit Fiend By uh, Windsor McKay mm-hmm. The guy who did uh, um, Nemo... Oh, my God. Nemo in Slumberland. I didn't look up that.
0: That's okay. Do you C- want to pause? Cut that part out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Uh,
1: Little Nemo in Slumberland. Oh, Little Nemo go. Adventures in Slumberland. Winsor and mm-hmm. McKay. Um, and so the Rarebit Fiend uh, was just these one page cartoons, comics about people eating Rarebit, Welsh Rarebit, which I didn't know what that was. And so I was I was just like mystified as to what that could be, some food that gave you bad dreams.
2: Well, sure, is a dish consisting of a hot cheese-based sauce served over toasted bread.
1: And every single one was a different person having a nightmare because they'd eaten this. And some of the nightmares were ridiculous, but some of them, I mean, one woman had a corn growing on her foot and it turned into a stalk of corn. Still terrifying. Uh, so yeah. they were hilarious. They were disturbing and they were, I was just obsessed with them. And so I was kind of preparing myself, I think, by, by reading these sort of over the top gothic short stories and reaching out for the spooky stuff mm-hmm. before I saw the reanimator. Uh, but yeah, I, I was a scaredy cat until around about eighth grade, okay. seventh and eighth grade. Yeah. That's when I yeah. started. There was a, like a, just a huge change where I went from being afraid to embracing it. Yeah
0: pretty cool. What yeah. about you listener? <laughs> what was your first positive experience with the horror genre?
2: When did you first learn about the soap opera Dark Shadows? I was in a store. See,
1: I can't remember it was probably a music store that also sold movies. Mm-hmm. And there was a giant cardboard cut out of the Dark Shadows cover. Yeah. You know that you usually see on the um with Barnabas Collins looking With his hands folded over and looking Mm -hmm. spooky and i was like what is that and i don't remember the the context but i asked a friend who had mentioned it i was like oh what is that i saw yeah you know and i and i just remember it having a little bit of a of a renaissance and then kind of disappearing again and then tim burton made a movie and i was like what this thing keeps coming back and i'm so intrigued by it i'm so interested but then there's an episode of this american life where they talk about going to conventions I haven't heard it in a while, but a guy who also had never seen the show. And then he ended up watching a lot of them and going to this convention and, and writing about the fan culture. Mm. And so I became kind of obsessed with that and thinking about, Oh, this thing still has a following. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've never seen it. And I, I want to see it. And in that episode, he talked about how it's a soap opera. So it's cheaply made the doors open by themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, walls start to fall over. And that Oh, I'm obsessed with
0: that. My first introduction to Dark Shadows was I was working at a record store mm-hmm. and we, we sold movies and TV shows as well. But there was a guy that used to come into the record store specifically for Dark Shadows VHS cassettes. He, I, can't, I the only way I can describe him is like Jim Henson's m- m- Muppet Danzig. Like he, <laughs> he, he was like Glenn Danzig, but a little... Like really into dark shadows if Glenn Danzig with well okay, Glenn Danzig. He looked like <laughs> Glenn Danzig, um with less hair. And he I think his girlfriend came into they were really nice, but they he would only ask us about dark shadows in a hushed, hushed tone.
1: Oh, so, like it was a secret? Do you have any dark shadows? Do you have any, you have any more dark shadows?
0: That's how I remember. It. It, it was a long time ago, so I might I might be getting this wrong. I should ask a couple people that um might have better memories of of this guy but um he was coming all the time by all the dark shadows things that we had and one day the manager of the store was helping him and realized that the the customer had a giant dark shadow like in in the font from the show uh it said dark shadows down down his arm it was a tattoo and um <laughs> and that's when we was like oh oh no this guy's serious <laughs> right. this is a serious fan and that so that kind of like lodged into my brain that this is a hardcore thing that people really get into mm-hmm. and just the more i heard about it that it was a soap opera what six seasons and was on daily yeah. and uh four uh,
1: seasons well four years four basically. years yeah yeah but every every weekday for yeah
0: is it four years I
1: thought it was more 67 than
0: that. to 71 okay okay yeah 66 Sixty
1: six, five years.
0: But yeah, just the fact that it had such a like hardcore underground fan base, I was like, this is this seems like the kind of thing that I would love. And the fact that you know the sets might be falling over and the actors may or may not know their lines, I mean that's just wonderful. <laughs> My apprehension is that I know uh, the 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 main character, um, Barnacle <laughs> ba- ba- Babbles Babblesforth. Yes, that's bar- Barnacle Babblesworth, um, I know he doesn't come in until, like, the, what, 800th episode? <laughs> what is it?
1: two hundred and ten? So the second season? That's why I said 67, because he doesn't right. show up till 67. What,
0: right, so a lot of people disregard the entire first season because bar- bar- Barnacle babble, Babbles... Bar- bar- barbles... Babbles, Bibbles and... Barnacle Bubbles and... and, and
1: Barnabas Collins.
0: Barnabas Fall and... It's not in the show until like the second season. I've heard the first season is kind of slow, but I'm still I'm, I'm totally on board with this. I am I'm a completist, really so
1: I'm very much excited to, to yeah. watch the whole thing.
0: And I know there are hardcore fans out there who are not listening to this because nobody is listening to this because we've not released it. This is currently on a hard drive in uh, someone's trunk, and no one's going right. to get mad at us for... Being getting little, the year wrong. Getting yeah. the year. Uh, yeah, no one's gonna be screaming at their iPod Nanos.
1: So, <laughs> with that being said, the the embracing of the jankiness. We have had drinks. Um, <laughs> I have had one,
0: one, two drinks. I have had right, one, two drinks. Let me
1: let me cut back. Okay.
0: I'm about to have two, two, one drink.
1: Okay. Shush.
2: Sure, sure. Please state your ground rules.
1: We're gonna watch the episode separately. And we're going to note our reactions. We're going to give each other an hour for that, just in case we need to pause. Uh, We're going to record as soon as possible after that. And either of us can ask for about a 30-minute research break in between, you know, watching the episode and recording, just if there's something we want to look up. I've heard that there are a lot of sort of intertextual references to Gothic novels and things like that. So there might be um, the need for that. But we're going to try to keep it as immediate and spontaneous. As we can. That being said, we are also going to look up the historical context of the day that the episode aired, you know, any background about media, how it was released, when it was
0: released. And all of this may change and evolve as we go on because, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're just sort of throwing this together. We've been talking about doing this for a long time, but we haven't actually put any real thought into action until uh 2 days ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think we're actually doing this. Um I'm not sure how we're going to get the episodes yet if we're going to watch them online. They, they are free on what, Tubi?
1: They're free on Tubi. The whole apparently all every episode is free on Tubi. So those that is how we will be viewing the episodes. Yeah.
0: Uh, if you want to yell at us for things we've said, or if you want to give us some you know, constructive criticism or some advice, you can do so by contacting us at...
2: Insert email. Objective1225 at
0: gmail.com Yes. Yeah, so those are the ground rules. We're
1: figuring it out. Those are the ground rules. This, In- those may change as we call Immediate them. and spontaneous. That's that's the, the way we're trying to do it. What's
0: the first word you think of when I say this word? word?
1: Elephant. Oh, that's good. Yeah. The other thing we were going to do, we thought it would be fun, having never seen the show before, each of us is going to predict a line that might be in the episode, and then we're going to see how close we can get.
0: Yeah. And if one of us nails it, if we get close enough to the line, there's going to be a prize, and it's going to be awesome, and it's going to be, there's pubbies and balloons and fireworks. Dialogue Prediction provide one line of dialogue
2: that you believe will be spoken in the next episode of Dark Shadows? Janice.
1: My dear child, don't you know?
0: Phil. Godfrey, my good man, you're on fire. (laughs) So if at any point someone says,
1: my dear child, don't you know? Or
0: Godfrey, my good man, you're on fire. (laughs) Then one of us will get a prize. To be determined, right? I feel like
1: one of us was maybe a little this more a- realistic in our choice of <laughs> this, this prediction. A- I was going to say we want to thank uh, ourselves and for actually doing, sitting down and doing this. I'd like to thank Phil for We're welcome. setting up the recording. I'd like to thank Corey for the great story about the birthday party. And we'd like to thank uh, the makers of Dark Shadows.
0: And Dirt, and dirt our, sponsor. Our, sponsor. our sponsor. Gotta love Dirt. Dirt beneath you or above you
1: oh no oh no <laughs> that seems like a good place to stop
2: press the stop button